Welcome to the Rock Your World Naturally podcast, the place where women from around the world come to discover God's plan for health in body, soul, and spirit. I'm your host, Rakesia McMillan, award-winning author, Air Force veteran, and health evangelist. I'm passionate about sharing biblical truth, scientific research, and practical lifestyle approaches to help heal your world naturally. God bless you and thank you so much for joining me for today's show. Today's podcast is podcast episode four, Forgiveness and the Health Connection. In this podcast, I'm going to share why forgiveness matters, as well as provide some solutions to help you walk in freedom and victory concerning your healing. Our scripture focus is coming from Matthew 18, 21. Then Peter came to him and asked, Lord, how many times will my brother sin against me and I forgive him and let it go? Up to seven times? Jesus answered him, I say to you, not up to seven times, but 70 times seven. You know, the Bible is filled with a number of experiences and examples involving forgiveness. And if we really think about it, the Bible in itself is one long story of how God continually reaches out to us to show us his love and his forgiveness. It started out in Genesis 3.15 when he gave his first promise as a redeemer who would forgive the world of their sin. And it didn't just stop there, but God gives so many different examples, so many different stories in his word demonstrating forgiveness. One of the areas that we have to think about and really understand is what it actually means to forgive. A simple definition of forgiveness is this. It's giving up my right to hurt you for hurting me. I'm going to say that again. It's giving up my right to hurt you for hurting me. And you know, it's absolutely impossible to live on this fallen planet that we call earth without getting hurt, offended, misunderstood, lied to, and even rejected. But we've got to come to a place where we learn how to respond properly because this is one of the basics of being a Christian. It's one of the basics to living a victorious Christian life. And so that word forgive It means to wipe the slate clean, to pardon, to cancel a debt. And so when we wrong someone, we seek their forgiveness so that we can restore the relationship. It's just like it is with God that when we're seeking his forgiveness, it's because we want to restore our right relationship with him. And so it's important to remember that forgiveness is not granted because a person deserves it because God knows that so many of us, we don't even deserve to be forgiven. But instead, it's an act of love, of mercy and grace. And so how we act toward that person that needs our forgiveness or they need to forgive us, you know what, there may be a change in the dynamic of the relationship, but it doesn't mean that We have to put ourselves back into a harmful situation or suddenly accept or approve of their continued wrong behavior. It simply means that we are releasing them 
just as Jesus told Peter to let it go, it means that we are releasing them from the wrong that they committed against us. And so forgiveness is not only for us, it's not only for our well-being, but remember that the person on the other end, on the receiving side, they need to be released from anger, fear, guilt, and shame just as much as we do. And so we forgive them because God forgave us. There's a quote I want to share that comes from Marianne Williamson. And she wrote, forgiveness is not always easy. At times it feels more painful than the wound we suffered to forgive the one that inflicted it. And yet there's no peace without forgiveness. I love that because you, much like me, we have probably encountered people who are walking around in the world that they are angry, they're mad, they're bitter. They're bitter because of the situation. They may be bitter at God. They may be bitter because of an incident that took place or because someone wronged them. And so they're walking around like this because they have not come to a place of forgiveness and they're walking without peace in their soul. And that can be a very tormenting state. And the Bible has many examples of this when it comes down to people that are walking around in bitterness and unforgiveness and what it can actually do to you. And these are some of my favorite examples. And the first one is about the two twin brothers, Esau and Jacob, found first in Genesis 25. And these two brothers, although they were twins, they were as different as night and day. And one of them was a man's man who was Esau. He loved being outdoors. He liked tending the sheep and he loved hunting. And his brother was on the flip side of the coin. He preferred to stay at home. He, he preferred to learn from his mom. He was a homebody. And so one day, the younger brother, who was Jacob, he tricked his older brother Esau out of his birthright. And Esau became so incensed at being tricked by his younger brother that his heart was filled with so much animosity and rage to the point that he wanted to actually kill Jacob. So their mother got word of it. She told Jacob, your brother is on a rampage. He is out to take your life. You have to get out of here. And so out of fear, Jacob fled from his brother. And so the brothers grew older. They both became married. They had children of their own and they were older men. And at a specific point in time, God allowed their paths to cross again and when they finally met, what did Esau do? He ran to his brother Jacob and he hugged him and he kissed him and he showed forgiveness and mercy. And he had so forgiven Jacob that Jacob was surprised because he thought that there might be hard feelings that he still wanted to take vengeance out on him. But it was totally not the case because God replaced the anger, the rage, the animosity with love and compassion for his brother. Another example about forgiveness among brothers is found in Genesis 37 with Joseph, the young dreamer, as I love to call him. God had blessed him with a prophetic gift to be able to see dreams of 
his future and his destiny. And he shared those dreams with his brothers and his father, his mother. But when he shared those dreams, his brothers became jealous and they began to greatly despise him. And so because he was well favored, his father gave him a coat of many colors. And one day when his brothers were away from home, uh, Joseph goes out, he finds his brothers, and as he approaches them, they begin to talk amongst themselves about a plan that they were devising to get rid of their younger brother. And so they stripped him of his robe, they threw him in a pit, and they left him for dead. And so they were going to take his coat, which they did. They killed a wild beast, put the blood of that wild beast on his coat of many colors and presented it to their father and told him that he was actually killed by a wild beast, which was a lie. They were going forward in secrecy. Their jealousy consumed them so much that they could not be truthful because of what they had done to their baby brother. But the reality of it was, is that Joseph was not killed. Out of guilt, one of the older brothers, he further perpetuated the wrong against Joseph. And he told them at the time when they were with him, they said, you know what? We're not going to leave him in this pit to die because his blood is going to be on our hands and it's not going to leave our lives. And so what we'll do is we're going to sell him into slavery. And that's exactly what they did. So Joseph was sold to the Egyptians in a foreign land. And later on, not only was he a slave, but he was accused of raping uh, Potiphar's wife and he was sentenced to prison. And while he was in prison, he excelled and he was promoted only second to Pharaoh, ruling over all the land. And Joseph, he could have become bitter. He could have, you know, thought about all of the things that his brothers had done to him and why they were so jealous of him. But this is an amazing story of forgiveness. And it culminates with these words from Joseph to his brothers. And Joseph said to them, fear not. For am I in the place of God? But as for you, you thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring it to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. Now, therefore, fear ye not. I will nourish you and your little ones. And he comforted them and spake kindly unto them. Genesis 50 verses 19 to 21. Another example of forgiveness comes from the book of Psalms. And King David actually wrote a song of forgiveness. And I love the Psalms because there are so many beautiful songs that we can um, equate to our current life situations because it's so relevant. And this was at a time in David's life where he was just going through a really hard time. And he wrote about a time where he exercised very poor judgment. And at the time, you know, David, he was a king. And instead of him going out with other kings during the season of war, he made a bad decision and stayed back home. And that decision that he made opened up a door 
for him to commit sin and adultery with another man's wife who was actually on the front lines. He was out in the battlefield. He was out warring with other nations. And so while he was out warring, his name was Uriah, David committed adultery with his wife. And not only did he commit adultery with this man's wife, he intentionally had him murdered on the battlefield so that he could cover up the sin of committing adultery. And he had also gotten Uriah's wife pregnant. And David was hiding all of these things in his heart, but God saw it all. And sometimes when we don't seek out God's forgiveness and repentance, there will be times that he may send a prophet to us or another believer because he wants our way to be set on the path to forgiveness. And in David's case, God sent Nathan the prophet to expose his wrong, to tell him everything that he had done. And David was so broken that he repented and had to live with the consequences of his sin. But he wrote this song in Psalms 51 and God forgave him. Another familiar story between a father and a son. These are all about family relationships because in our families, we go through much of these things that are shared in the scriptures already. The story of the prodigal son in Luke 15 And Jesus actually taught this story to illustrate the redemption, the love, and the forgiveness that the Father has for us as his children. And so you may be aware that this there was a man who had two sons, and the oldest son, he was obedient and content to live with his father. The younger son, he could not wait to get away from his family and to live on his own. And when he was able, he went to his father. He asked him for the portion of his inheritance. And when he got his money, he ran off to a distant land. And Jesus says that the young man, he wasted his money in wild living. And so after a time, you know, the economy bottomed out. He had no more money. He didn't have a job. He didn't have friends. And so he was willing to take whatever job he could. And he ended up taking care of pigs for a farmer. And because he was so destitute, he was even willing to eat the food, the slop that the pigs were eating in order to stay alive. And so the young man, he wised up. The Bible says that he came to his senses and he realized that he had a loving father, a compassionate father, a good father who treated his servants better than he was living. And so he decided to return home He wanted to return as a servant because then he would at least have food. But little did he know that his father was waiting there expecting him to return. And as soon as the father saw the young man on the horizon, what did he do? He didn't wait for him to get to where he was, but he ran to him with open arms of forgiveness. And so he returned back to a father who was willing to accept him as his son, as he always was. And so he was forgiven and restored to his former position in the family. 
And you know, this is the ultimate display of forgiveness that's based upon the forgiveness that God extends to each and every one of us through his son that died on the cross for our sins. And so God, you know, he recognizes that because of the sin nature that we inherited from Adam and Eve, that it's just in our nature to sin. The Bible says that in the flesh, there's no good thing. And it always wants to live contrary to the principles that he has laid out in the Bible. But because God loves us so much, his solution for the problem was to make forgiveness of our sins available to us by the death, burial, and resurrection of our Savior. And so the Bible has several verses that instruct us to forgive others who have sinned against us. Ephesians 4 31 to 32 says, get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slandering, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as Christ forgave you. Mark eleven twenty five 25 says, and when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your father in heaven may forgive you your sins. Matthew 6, 12 through 14. And forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly father will also forgive you. And lastly, Colossians three thirteen, Bear with each other. And forgive one another. If any of you have any grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And so we've taken time to really look at the spiritual aspect of forgiveness. But what about the natural? In the natural, when a person carries unforgiveness in their heart, did you know that it's actually classified in medical books as a disease Yes, that's right. Forgiveness is classified in medical books as a disease. And here's what researchers have discovered. According to Dr. Stephen Standiford, Chief of Surgery at the Cancer Treatment Centers of America, refusing to forgive makes people sick and keeps them that way. With that in mind, Forgiveness therapy is now being used to help treat diseases such as cancer. It's important to treat emotional wounds or disorders because they really can hinder someone's reaction to the treatments, even someone's willingness to pursue treatment. Of all cancer patients, 61% have forgiveness issues. Let me read that statistic again. Of all cancer patients, 61% have forgiveness issues. And of those, more than half are severe, according to research by Dr. Michael Berry, a pastor and the author of the book, The Forgiveness Project. After thorough medical, theological, and sociological research and clinical experience at the Cancer Center Treatment of America, Pastor Berry discovered that the immune system and forgiveness are very much connected. 
Harboring these negative emotions, this anger and hatred, it creates a chronic state of anxiety. And chronic anxiety very predictably produces excess adrenaline and cortisol, which deplete the production of natural killer cells, which is your body's foot soldier in the fight against cancer. Pastor Barry believes that the first step in learning to forgive is to realize how much we've been forgiven by God. When a person forgives from the heart, which is the gold standard, as we see in Matthew 18, forgiveness, individuals are able to find a sense of peacefulness. And so many times, patients refer to that feeling of lightness when they've released that forgiveness. People don't realize what a burden and that anger and hatred have until they let them go. So anger and hatred and unforgiveness actually weigh you down. It's where depression and oppression come in. And if it's allowed to go on, it can even lead to suicidal ideations and open up your spirit to become taken and attacked to the point to where demon spirits will attack you to where you will begin to think suicidal thoughts because you've allowed that unforgiveness in your heart to overtake you. So whether it's a simple argument or a spat that you've had with your spouse, or maybe there's some kind of long-term resentment toward a family member, a friend, some kind of unresolved conflict, it can actually go deeper than you realize and can be the reason why you are not physically well. Because did you know that chronic anger puts you in a continual state of a fight or flight mode? And this results in a lot of different changes within the physical body. Changes in your heart rate, your blood pressure, your immune response. And so those changes, they increase the risk of depression, heart disease, diabetes, a whole lot of other conditions. And so many of you know that my work with clients, it focuses on the health of the immune system. And so when your immune system is burdened down, when it's weighted down with emotional issues, they weaken your physical body and your health begins to decline. So unforgiveness is an emotional state that not only affects you spiritually, but it also affects you physically. Now, when we can forgive and let go of anger and bitterness and strife and hatred, the immune system begins to respond in a different way. It begins to become healthy. It begins to calm down and our stress levels begin to become reduced and it leads to overall improved health. And so just as we were going over the studies from the doctors earlier, there are further studies that show that the act of forgiveness reaps huge rewards for your health. It lowers the risk of heart attack. It improves cholesterol levels and your sleep. Some of you may be tossing and turning because your soul is in a traumatic state because you have not forgiven. 
That might be the reason why you're not sleeping. It reduces pain. Some of you may be wondering why you have arthritis or joint pain or muscle pain, pain in your tendons, all of your body. Unforgiveness causes the body to experience pain. Your blood pressures, pressure is affected. Higher levels of anxiety, depression, and stress, all of these things are affected when we release another person and forgive and let it go. All of this research points to an increase in a healthier state when we release individuals and we let them go. And further studies show that people are more satisfied with their lives when they have less depression, less anxiety, stress, anger, hostility. I know that all of us do when our our stress levels are lower, when we're not angry, we feel much better. But those who hang on to grudges are more likely to experience depression and even post-traumatic stress disorder as well as other health conditions. And so ultimately, God did not create us. He did not design us in a way that we're supposed to hold on to grudges, bitterness, anger, envy towards anyone. So if we choose to do so, staying in a place of unforgiveness, it will take a major toll on your spiritual, emotional, and physical health. And I have seen this with some clients. Forgiveness is not just about saying words, but it is an active process in which you make a conscious decision to let go of the negative feelings, whether the person deserves it or not. And so as you begin to release that anger, release that resentment, release that hostility, God will begin to replace those negative emotions with love and empathy and compassion. And sometimes you'll even have love for that person who wronged you. But when we're silent, as the psalmist said in Psalms 32 and 3, when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all the day long. Don't you know that so many people, their bones and their joints are wasting away? that their bodies are wasting away because they have not forgiven. So you need to take a moment and reflect on this issue, this area of forgiveness in your health and ask God, what is it that you would want me to do? And I ask you to genuinely Be honest and search your heart and allow the light of the Holy Spirit to reveal to you any unforgiveness and bitterness residing within your soul because it is a poison to the soul. There is a mind, body, and spirit connection. Even though we are made up of a, we are three-part beings, body, soul, and spirit, They are all connected. And when one area is off, we will be totally out of balance. And so we want to reach a place of being whole in our soul, 
in our spirit and our body because when we're not our health is also impacted our immune system is impacted and i encourage you don't keep silent any longer if god has shown you something or you know that something is in your heart he wants you to confess the sin and extend forgiveness to the person associated with that pain and hurt and as jesus told peter to let it go I just want to encourage you, my brother, my sister, to let it go. Your spiritual, your physical, your emotional health is at stake. Your relationship with God is at stake. Your quality of living is at stake. Jesus paid such a high price so that we can be forgiven And if you have committed a sin or someone has committed a sin against you, know that there is nothing that cannot be healed by God emotionally, spiritually, or physically. Think about some of the areas in your life that God would have you to do some soul searching. And you may be saying, you know what, I'm not quite sure where I'm at at this state in my life. And I just want to share some signs and symptoms that could be factors that are showing that you are harboring unforgiveness in your heart. Maybe you don't know why you're angry all of the time, why you have wrong thoughts or negative recurring thought patterns and negative attitudes. You have a resistance to the word of God. You have a resistance to the truth. There are certain people, certain things and situations you might have a dislike for. You you hold grudges. You're a carrier over small things and also over or large things. You feel like you want to retaliate. You are disrespectful in your conversation, in your body language, in your actions. You hurt one another. You hurt other people because you're hurting. You're walking in rebellion. Physically, you may have arthritis. You may have joint pain, body pains, body aches. Your body may be plagued with a sickness. Other physical ailments. These are all underlying symptoms that unforgiveness may be the reason why you're experiencing this. And so just like we talked about how unforgiveness can impact your health, now I'm going to give you some some solutions. Here's what you can do to change the direction to where you're going. One, confess your sins and any unforgiveness before the Lord. Don't keep silent any longer, but let it be known before the one who cares, the one who created you, the one who's able to forgive. Two, forgive the other person in faith because you can't go on your feelings or your emotions. Three, ask the Lord to forgive them. Ask the Lord to bless that person in the way that he wants to bless them. And you can even bless them yourself. And then the five Number five, and the final one, if you don't know what upset them, find out what offended them and apologize. 
so you can win them to the Lord and share the gospel as well as walk in the peace of God. I'd love to hear your feedback about this show today. And I would love to connect with you on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash rock your world naturally. Hit the like button or follow me on Twitter at twitter.com rock your world 28. If you have a question or want to be able to work through some things in your life regarding um, unforgiveness, or if you have questions that are related to health, spiritual or emotional, please reach out to me via email at rockyourworldnaturally at gmail.com. I want to give you some resources and tools that can help you to walk in a path of forgiving one another. There's a link where you can access 20 forgiveness scriptures and also the book, The Forgiveness Project. If it's not for you, you can share it with a loved one or a friend. My prayer for you will always be 3 John 2. My dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that For health tips, faith-based education, and inspiration, visit www.rockyourworldnaturally.com and on Facebook at Facebook forward slash rockyourworldnaturally and Twitter at twitter.com forward slash rockyourworld28.